Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, um, one of our uh, favourite people on this show is the comedian Neil Delamere. We always have good fun uh, with him when he's a guest here. He is coming to University Concert Hall in January uh, with his latest show. And before we chat to him, uh, let's hear a little of him in action. to be back here in Northern Ireland, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, slightly more threatening than the Republic of Ireland, I think we'll all agree. Even the road signs. Uh, there's a road sign halfway down a hill in Newry, and it just says, try your brakes. <laughs> and you think, what the hell have you done to my brakes? And it's halfway down the hill as well. I'm always getting in trouble in, in traffic. I was nearly run over in Stockholm recently because I did the usual thing that Irish people do when they're trying to cross the road in a foreign city. You don't look at the traffic signals, do you? You look to see if there's anybody else crossing the road and then you follow one of them. So I fell into line behind this guy. He knew what he was doing. He crossed the road, I crossed the road. He crossed the road, I crossed the road. He crossed the road and a tram went in between the two of us, nearly killing both of us. And he turned around and in the broadest accent I've ever heard went, Jesus, that was mad, wasn't it? <laughs> You nearly killed the two of us, so he did. Ah! So why are you walking so confidently and quickly? Because I thought somebody was following me, that's why. <laughs> Neil Delamere there, he's a one-man peace process, really. He's equally popular both sides of uh, the border, and uh, he's uh, on the line. Good morning to you, Neil. How are you? Very good. I've never been described as a one-man peace process. I was ring George Mitchell and just rub it in his face, you like that's a good idea, Neil. I think it was actually <laughs> the last time you were on with me. You were slagging me off about I, I had said something about the blame game, and you feature in that on BBC Northern Ireland, yeah. of course. Um, and I, I might have referenced something about flicking through it while looking for Graham Norton, and you were less than impressed. So I had an interesting experience about a month ago. I was uh, yeah. in Belfast. Um, okay. We were staying with friends of my wife's, and um, uh, around that time on a Friday, they went, "Oh, let's watch the blame game." And I, 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 and I said, Asher, I said, is that not just a show for people in the north? And they went, exactly, Joe. You're in the north. You're watching this. And do you know what? It was very, very funny. And I'll say this much. I don't know, is that because I was in Northern Ireland or maybe it's just that it is genuinely good crack? Uh, well, I don't know, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's specifically designed for people uh, north of the border, really. Um, and because I, uh, last time I checked, we don't pay their licence fee. So I think that's pretty much how it's governed. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, people, people do watch it from down here, but not anywhere near the same numbers, you know. And there's a lot of times it goes fairly insular and fairly specific and fairly local, you know. Um, so, like, that, that's fair enough. Although sometimes you see so someone who's sitting beside you the guests and usually they're from from England and uh, like it's one thing when you're watching it go insular and local and all the rest from your television when it's on your television but it's another thing to be sitting there watching it happen in front of your of your eyes there's always a moment of blind panic blind panic in the person who is not me and not Colin and not Jake and not the regular panellists when they realise they have absolutely no idea what's going on yes absolutely no idea and they have to sit there for like half an hour and hope that it veers back towards something that's uh, that's, you know what they know so um, yes it's been fairly successful at this stage it's been on for kind of 14, 15 years 
and I'm actually about to go and do the last one for this series. So yeah. it's great fun as well. Yeah, and the thing is, Neil, you know, transferability, like a striker going between sort of Liverpool <laughs> and, and Arsenal or something, because you manage it really, really well. Um, and I know you've been doing it a long time as one of the regular panellists, but he, he, people do struggle. You know, I mean, I saw Des Bishop on with you a few weeks ago on the Blame Game, and he's brilliant, and we love him. He's a great friend of Limerick's, he's been here loads. But I think he, he even he was going, uh, but I'm still on the island, but what's happened? I mean, yeah, there's different newspapers, there's different uh, radio shows, there's different personalities. So sometimes when it just when it goes very, very specific, there's nothing that anybody can do. It's nothing to do with how much research they've done or whatever. It's just it's just a case in point. But I think the audience, the TV audience, knows this. They've, wa- they've watched it for a long time, so they kind of know that that's a, a feature of the show as well. So, well, I'm just trying um do whatever I can wherever I am. You know, I do a show in Scotland called Breaking the News and I do um, new, the news quiz on Radio 4. So you just have to kind of arm yourself with as much knowledge as possible and then hope that that the stuff that comes up is kind of, um, is manageable enough, really, you know. But so far, it's, it's, I suppose, you know, the, I don't like to use the phrase adopted northerner, but somebody wrote it at, at some point. So I suppose you just do learn certain things by osmosis by being around the lads for, for, for so long, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have to say, anyway, you sold two tickets to your UCH uh, show because uh, my wife thought you were brilliant and actually said to me, and this is an indictment of my interviewing style, Jeepers, he really is very funny. You know, when you interview him, Joe, for some reason, I don't know, it must be the questions you're asking him, but he's very, very good. <laughs> so she's bought two tickets anyway, so we're looking forward to being there in January. It's called End of Watch, your UCH show. That's right, yeah. It's uh, it's really kind of about one long story, really. It's about um, trying to buy my dad an expensive watch, really. That's, that's kind of the... Yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. Did it in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and I always say that to, to explain it, it's it's it, I do because I wanted to buy him an expensive watch for two reasons. One, he's brilliant, and uh, and we love him to bits and everything else. And two, um, he's in his eighties now, so it's less a gift and more of a loan. Anyway, <laughs> now you might as well just, just pick the watch you like. That's what I always suggest, and I. I got it inscribed at the back and it says to Neil from Dan. He read it and he went, hold on, you got that the wrong way around. I was like, did I really, Dan? Did I really? <laughs> and uh, he'll go to the show at some point. He loves to be slagged off. He, he went to the, last time I did the show in Vicar Street in Dublin, I brought him and he stood at the back and then he took his big bow and all the rest. So um, I always like to involve him. So it's pretty much what it's about because, of course, I forgot. The usual stuff I forgot. And, um, yeah, we kind of followed the shenanigans uh, along the rest of the story. And, I think I'll do about 50 dates or something like that, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, uh, your um, pal and contemporary Andrew Maxwell uh, on I'm yes. a Celebrity, what did you think of that? I thought, I, saw, I only saw two of them. I thought he had, I'm trying to phrase, phrase this in the best way possible that's suitable for this hour of the morning. Um, he was very brave, shall we say. I was going to say something of steel, but it, uh, like he did every challenge I saw saw maybe two or three days of it and he is absolutely fearless absolutely I was, I was kind of I, sh- I shouldn't have been surprised by that so um, anytime I saw him doing a challenge I was very very impressed by him but I suppose it's one of those things though I know they were talking about he had a hard time with Ian Wright apparently but I think sometimes that you throw all these people into the jungle they have no sleep whatsoever and uh, I think I don't, I don't know how you'd cope but I would be 
Cup terribly. But any time I saw him, I thought he uh, kind of was flying through it. So I was surprised that he he left. But sometimes you go into these things and, and a dynamic is set that has nothing to do with you, you know? Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, when his own wife uh, was quoted as saying, oh, he wasn't bullied, he's just very difficult to live with. Would your wife say that about you? My wife would certainly say that about me. <laughs> no comment. I'm already would... in enough trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, we like your wife. She's just bought two tickets. To see I'm a big fan of her. And you know what? And I know people are listening going, yeah, you didn't buy. I'm telling you, well, I didn't. Well, she did. But anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't need to buy. You just, no, I, you, this, you this, no one ever believes me, but day. it's true. They're, they've been purchased. Um, so yeah. uh, tell me about Christmas for you then in the Delamere household. Um, well, I'll go home to my home place in, in Offaly and um, my brother does the cooking and um, I kind of do the clean-up and stuff like that. And yeah, we just kind of spend spend time with family. Uh, it's very important this year because straight out on tour and then straight out doing that um, new not new, new series of the mockumentary that we did um, a couple of years ago. So uh, we just kind of have some downtime from probably kind of 23rd, 24th. Just sit there, watch bad films, try and watch World's Strongest Man of Time. Me and my dad, my brothers love that. <laughs> just, I don't know why. Like, it, I think it's just because it's ingrained thing that we're male, so therefore we think we know about sport. So like, you'll be sitting there with Dad, who's, who's 84 now, gone, and he's got. Ah, he's not pulling a train right at all. <laughs> you need smaller steps. He's not wearing the right harness. That is just schoolboy errors. <laughs> like, like we've all pulled the 9:35 to Limerick. Like it's ridiculous. But yeah, I just. Just kind of spend the time with the, the ones you love, really, I suppose. Anila, are you a goal setter for the new years? Do, do you do that sort of thing? Um, I remember talking to a guy who was a, a fitness a fitness instructor. He used to be um, he used to be on my radio show. He was really really good, and he was saying that if you put, if you write down your goals and you kind of monitor your progress, it's very effective for for just fitness and exercise. So I will actually probably just jot down a few a few bits and pieces to see. More so because I suppose I'm in a job that's very, um, what's the word, unstructured, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, you don't have set hours or anything like this. So I have a computer programmer head on me still, uh, even after all this time. So I try and kind of impose some degree of structure. So I know every year I go, in August, I'll go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Every, around this time every year, I'll chat to you about an upcoming gig. In November and December, I'll do TV. So um, I will go, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind doing one or two things. Uh, in in 2020, but some of it would be like go uh, on a holiday at Easter, because if otherwise you'll just take a gig somewhere or something. You know, so you have to be cognizant of that. You have to take some time for yourself and your missus and your and your family. You know, so yeah, we'll write down a few things. Are you a person who writes down a few things? Writes down a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I what you want to do in 2020? Write, I don't write anything down ever. Yeah, no, it's a tattoo on your back. It's just a list to say. <laughs> Just like you, like you've been to a concert. That's and, what it is. And I, I learned your fingers and everything else. I learned. I learned absolutely never set any goals because you'll miss them. Oh no, you don't tell anybody about them, Joe. Oh God, no. So you flawless deniability, but you're right to know yourself. That's 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 the way I would do it if I was going. Oh, to just it. keep them to myself. I never thought of that. Yeah, all saying nothing. No, no, no. Irish people, you know, they're like, ah, I see you didn't do what you said you did. Blah, ha, ha, ha. So you, you just write them down and, and uh, slowly take them off. Right, Although well, a, friend of, a friend of mine has a, uh, writes down a not-to-do list. So stuff that you don't want to do that day, and she just writes them down. And then um, and then if she doesn't do anything at the end of the day, she's really, really happy. So I think that's another way of looking at it as well. I well, I'll tell you what I'll do, Neil. New Year's Day... 
courtesy of your good self, I will write down a list. And uh, when the other half says, what are you doing? I say, well, you remember the fella that you think is so great and you bought the tickets for yeah. that were going to, well, he said I had to write down a list of goals, <laughs> but keep them to myself. Yeah, well, just maybe write down a list of very easy goals. Use oxygen as a major respiratory gas. <laughs> Eat some food today. Wander to the radio station. You mean you might as well give yourself a few easy ones? You know what I mean? Neil, you know me so well. Many <laughs> <laughs> years paying attention. That's what keeps the relationship fresh, Joe. What uh, goal one? Breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's not overstep the mark here. Goal two: read what one has just written. See, this could be easy. You can start off every day with 10 uh, out of 10 and make yourself feel great. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All right, Neil Delamere, End of Watch, his show coming to UCH on Saturday the 18th of January 2020. We didn't buy all the tickets. There are still <laughs> some left. That's the good news. Yeah. UCH.ie. Listen, Neil, we always love chatting to you. A continued success. I hope you have a super Christmas as well. Thanks so much for taking the time. Happy Christmas, Joe. Take care of yourself. Cheers. Bye-bye. Call Limerick today now on 461995.